Welcome to the Measure Success Podcast, where we feature top leaders on how they measure success in their business and life. Now, let's learn from their experiences. Carl J. Cox here, and I'm the host of the Measure Success Podcast, where I talk with top leaders about effective strategies that inspire success. This episode is brought to you by 40 Strategy. At 40 Strategy, we are here to help companies from startup to 40 million in revenues envision a new future that they're capable of hitting. But more importantly, help them design the right plan so they can actually get it done. So go to 40strategy.com to learn more. We're excited that we just recently partnered with the Profit First community to help entrepreneurs manage their financials so they can help hit their cash flow goals faster. To learn more about Profit First, go to ProfitFirstProfessionals.com. Profit First was inspired by Mike Michalowicz, whose mission is to eradicate entrepreneurial poverty. A shout out to Mike, who was on the Measure Success podcast back in episode 64. I'd also like to give a shout out to my niece, Haley Hardwick, um, she has just recently challenged me to run the Bridge of the Gods half marathon in Stevenson, Washington, where we run across the uh, Columbia River over a bridge and uh, go up and down hills of 900 feet in elevation. It's going to be an awesome challenge. So Haley, thank you so much for inspiring me to get out and continue to run. And, and with that, uh, welcome to episode 71. And today our topic is why strategy. This is going to be a self-podcast. It's just me today. It's going to be short and sweet. So uh, I look forward to having you listen and getting your feedback on this concept of why do we do strategy? Because for many, strategy doesn't make any sense. And you know, frankly, for the first 10 years of my business career, I would have absolutely agreed with you. You've probably heard it a million times, culture eats strategy for lunch. This is quoted by the famed Peter Drucker. And you know, when strategies fail nearly 90% of the time, only 2% of leaders are confident, only 2% are confident they'll achieve 80 to 100% of their strategic objectives. You kind of go, ouch, why did we do strategy? Why should we ever put time and investment into strategy? And here I am today running a company called 40 Strategy. And it's because of some of the lessons I learned. But, but first, let me go a quick walk through the first part of my decade of why I thought strategy didn't make any sense because I first started out at a one of the now big four public accounting firms, PricewaterhouseCoopers. Back then, we were called Coopers Library. And for two years, my whole focus was to keep my head down and earn my CPA and just doing all tactics, audit work, keep your head down, work a lot, check off these boxes, and make sure that the audit is complete and get your CPA at the same time. And, and so that's what I did. And so it was just focus, 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 get things works done. And you learn discipline and you learn how to work hard. And that carried to my next opportunity where I got recruited at, which was a completely different industry, a 60 person mental health call center, um, where I was a senior accounting leader at that particular firm. And basically they're like, okay, we need a new accounting system, get this done. And they said, okay, also manage HR. And, and so I was like, all right, we'll figure it out, get it done. So I did. So I chosen new accounting system, delivered it, implemented it, got it done, bingo. So that was success. And through that success, helped, got recruited another firm. And this was a completely different business. Again, it was a 
um, direct digital marketing firm. This is kind of when digital marketing firms was a whole new thing. And actually they would do these mailers and they would put a little code on it and then send it out. And that code would be put through what they called a web profiler. This was a, the kind of the beginning of tracking ads. And this was actually physical ads that go on the internet to be able to track it, track leads. And this firm had recently as a family business and it just recently got sold to a private equity firm. And so they just needed my help to like help manage this growth. And so that's what I did. I helped manage this growth. And from this though, I got recruited again to go to a publicly traded company who sells internet banking software. And it was a very interesting company. Uh, we, at our peak, we got actually to five of the top 10 banks in the United States. And, but here, this was, once again, this, there was a bit of strategy, but it was keep your head down and make sure that the quarterly numbers are right because we're going to make sure we release these because they're SEC numbers and we've got to get it right. Also had to implement Sarbanes-Oxley, which if you're anybody who's familiar with Sarbanes-Oxley was brutal, but we got through, got it done. And uh, thanks for everyone's effort in that, who was involved. It was, it was brutal. Anybody did a first initial stage of Sarbanes-Oxley. And, um, and, and through those experiences, I got recruited again to go to, uh, at the age of 30, to become and get my first uh, chief financial officer role, as it's called. Granted, we were a small company, um, just had about 30, 35 people at the time. And we were a, once again, completely different company, product technology company, sold classroom audio systems. And we had, I think at that point, under just under $10 million in revenues and sales on an annual basis. And initially I came in and did what I do, or knew what I do, which is keep my head down and just be quiet, you know, just get things done. And so we did that and we had success and we cleaned up the books. But then the CEO, Jerry Ramey asked me, who was a great, great mentor to me. Um, hey, let's have a strategic meeting. And I'm like, a what? <laughs> and he would say often in meetings, let's, let's, let's do strategy. Let's, let's have a strategic meeting. And, and over and over again, I was like, what are you talking about? I don't understand what strategy means. Jerry was one of many people within the small company that had been with Fortune 500 companies and they had been taught how to do strategy the right way. And so basically I had kind of my first opportunity to start learning. And so over the next, because we applied strategy, over the next five years, we helped grow that company three and a half times from where we were. But we would not have been able to do it if everybody on the team didn't understand strategy and execution. Because I would have done what I'd done in the past and we would have got stuck and stopped and I would have had to frankly move on to another company. But at, at, at Lightspeed, I ended up being there for nine years. And it was an amazing, incredible experience where we put in so many different things. We put in distribution companies throughout the world. We uh, sourced in different areas our product. We set up new manufacturing sites. We created new products. We put in an ESOP plan. Incredible opportunity, incredible. And I, I frankly thought I was going to be there forever. But it wasn't for, once again, this learning about what strategy is and understanding that and how to make these changes, I would have never been able to do what I'm doing now, which is running a strategic planning firm. So there's these three things that we learned through this process of why strategy works and how it enables you to get really crazy growth. And number one, the first thing you have to figure out is where, where are you going? So this is number one, is where. And we're gonna talk about this in, in more detail. The two is how. How are you going to get there? And how 
in general is literally getting you from A, where your current state is, to B. That's, that's where you're going, right? And how. And the strategy is a collection of hows. And all those collection of hows is your strategic plan. That strategic plan is what we're going to focus on. The next part of this is then three is what I was used to in the past, which is, which is work hard and execute. Three exclamation points in that for those who are watching on YouTube. Okay, work hard and execute. Work hard. All right. So that's, that's what we're going to end up doing. But, and so I did. And so through learning those experiences of where should we be going? How should we be doing it? Working hard and execute for the next 18 years. I was a key executive leader in four consecutive companies that grew 3x or more in completely different industries. And one would argue that's basically virtually impossible, but it's not if you're doing the right things, if you're focusing on learning, understanding how strategy works. And so, so with that, let's, let's talk a little bit more about number one, the where. And, and why does this often fail? The goal here, when we figure out the where, is to actually find a niche, an area, a location where you can have an actual real competitive advantage over your competition. And your goal of where you want to go in terms of size or speed or breadth, it needs to be a bit audacious because you have to force your team into thinking differently. Because without understanding, without thinking differently, we're going to always go back to what we're used to, our old ways, changing our ways. We want to go back to the status quo. So if your strategy is not doing that, frankly, it's an operational plan. You can call it strategic, but it's not. It's just your annual operating plan. And there's nothing technically wrong with that. It's just at some point, you're going to run at a risk of whether your strategy is going to actually get you somewhere different. The next part, which is the how. Okay, the how is extraordinarily important part of this process. Usually it's a detailed plan on your people, your products, your pricing methodology, your processes, your sales territories, your distribution processes, the systems, and it's some combination thereof and even things that we have not obviously talked about right now because we can't possibly talk about all things but some combination in thereof where you can be successful at actually implementing, where you have strengths, where you can actually implement the things that you're gonna be able to accomplish and take care of. So you figure out the where and you figure out the how, then you have to do the next part, which is hunkering down and get it done. But you have to do that hunkering down and get it done differently than you did in the past when you were doing something that was just focused on yourself because you have to create, you have, you have to deal with change management of organizations and they're gonna to wanna to stay back where you've done in the past. They're always gonna to wanna to come backwards. So, you know, interesting enough, according to Harvard Business Review, 40 to 60% of strategic potential is lost in the executive phase, the execution phase, okay? And 92% of people don't track their KPIs compared to their competition. So they're doing all this work and they're actually not recognizing whether they're winning. 
which is once again, part of the plan. You're trying to win. You're trying to get to somewhere new and succeed because you haven't been doing that in the past. So once again, we wanna keep these things really simple, but these three things are just absolutely critical to how we get these things done is once again, one is the where, two is the how going from A to B, and the three is just getting it done. And when you're getting it done, once again, what, what is, let me go into more detail behind that for a minute. Often we'll just do things like, um, we'll, just, we'll just do work within our plan, we'll focus and keep our head down, but the updates that have to happen have to be way more significant than typically. I, I will sometimes see organizations that they'll only meet annually on the strategic plan, which is never good. Sometimes they'll only meet quarterly, which is better. It's four times more updates in regards to what doing look at once a year. 12 times is way more effective. When organizations, 12 times, literally, if you think about that, 12 different reviews compared to one or four reviews in a quarterly, 12 versus four, that's three times more successful just with the checkups that are happening on a regular basis. And then an, I would recommend a team level should be done even on a weekly basis. This is how we have absolutely incredible success because we're checking more regularly because once again, people want to go back. So, you know, once again, why strategy, you know, um, and is, is it really only three parts? Well, actually at 40 strategy, we have a seven stepped more, we call it the captain strategy method to navigate your strategy with purpose, because that's for another podcast going in all those details, but there is more to it because it's not easy. There's a reason once again, why only 2% of executives think they're going to actually get their strategic plan done at a high level. It's because they haven't thought through, they haven't gone through all the things and they, they, aren't, they don't have a process for adjusting and modifying, which needs to happen in that execution phase because we cannot ever fully predict what's going to happen tomorrow. If we don't have that flexibility in our plan, that's why we don't like to create big PDFs of this is our strategic plan because it's going to adjust, it's going to change. So once again, why strategy, especially when 90% of strategic plans fail? When culture eats strategy for lunch? Well, when you're, it's when you're caught in the storm of in your business and you haven't thought through of like how you're going to, what three years is going to look like down the road. What if you're considering selling your business perhaps, or uh, you need to get a new leadership team in place because people are retiring or because you're just having so much change because of the friction that's been happening in the marketplace over the last few years. So that's number one. Number two, you're just stuck in the wind without, a, you're stuck in the ocean without any wind to your sails. You have, you know, the summer doldrums and you are stuck. That's the second reason why you want to do a strategic plan and get done right. And the third reason is because you are actually shipwrecked because you've been ignoring being stuck in the business too long, which then all of a sudden you got to a point where you're no longer moving forward. And then finally you get to a point where you're shipwrecked. And that's when people call us in those three stages. It's obviously easier in a, with first day of phase one versus phase two versus phase three. But what's interesting is when people follow the captain's strategy method, and we go through that whole seven-step process, our clients have a 100% chance of success. Just ask them. You know, that's what we eat for breakfast. That's what helps provide us food on a regular basis because we follow a rigid, rigid methodology. And we also give this third-party view 
because often we know the answers, but we're afraid to go there and it helps gives us validation, but also we sometimes don't always see the right things. And uh, we need to understand that changes need to happen. You know, when, when you go from 10 to 30 million, or 10 to 50 million, somebody who is your VP of sales might end up being an account manager down the road because they don't necessarily have the skills and the gift to, to take it there. You might have to hire people externally to help lead the team or your existing people are going to have to have that ability to change right with what's taking place. Otherwise, once again, you're going to stay in these different stages of business growth. Uh, you'll get stuck at it. So if you want to learn more about this, I uh, encourage you to go to um, send us an email at marketing at 40 strategy.com and love to get your feedback. Um, on, on what you heard today on why strategy hopefully this resonated and once again there's more to it but uh keep those three things one where how and then work hard and execute getting those three things done all right we always have to have our book recommendation and i am fired up by this uh, book that i am currently almost finished with it's called endure by cameron hangs he is a bow hunter a bow hunter in eugene uh out just outside of eugene oregon and um this book is recommended by Joe Rogan. Uh, David Goggins uh, did the finished part in this. This book is going to fire you up. And, and uh, I definitely needed this particular book because um, I tell you what, it, it, uh, I'm training now for this Bridge of the Gods half marathon has, you know, when you read Endure, you're going to be like, oh, it's, it's only a 900 foot elevation. Well, for me, that's the most I've ever done running. And, and so I needed this to like help give me the motivation. So if you're looking for some motivation, this guy is incredible. Um, not only does he have a 40 hour week job, but he is one of the top bow hunters, if not the top bow hunter of the world. He also runs ultra marathons and uh, weightlifter and, um, and also has, appears to have a great family from what, what I read. And so it's awesome. I encourage you to read it. I think you're gonna find it super motivating. And, and that's our book recommendation. Once again, is Endure by Cameron Hangs. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And look at this, we're keeping it right to 18 minutes, basically. Um, thank you so much for listening. I love all your feedback. Uh, send us emails. Once again, you can send it at marketing at 40strategy.com. And uh, thank you everyone for listening. Wishing you the very best and measuring your success. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Measure Success Podcast. We'll see you again next time to learn from the best. Remember to subscribe now to get future episodes.